Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey i'm liz i'm heather and we are down for our book club today it is felicia day's book you're never weird on the internet almost almost So let's hit that music. Finally, we've got to our book club episode, so I hope yeah. you've been reading. It's been a while. Our last book club we did was uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so mm-hmm. it's been a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but now we're super excited because, again, we are part of the Comic Palooza 2017 podcasting program. Yay. Yay. So that means we're going to be on site at Comic Palooza May 12th through the 14th at the George R. Brown here in Houston. And we are so excited to get to see... Felicia Day. Yeah. I hope she has a panel. We're still hoping and praying that she'll be able to be on our show. Yeah. We're just just hoping and we got like one person who's uh, tagging her in like every post. So thanks, Seal. Yeah. (laughs) We're just trying. We just would love to meet her. Um, The reason why she kind of really is is really similar to both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, especially kind of if you put the two of us together, we have like a yep. lot of, <laughs> so some traits that I don't have, Liz has and vice versa. Yeah. If we Voltroned ourselves together, then uh, we might be yeah. almost as cool as Felicia Day. Yeah. But. Felicia Day is pretty cool. And it's also, I think it's just a really good matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's my age, we're yep. same age. Um, you know, and, and just reading through her book, so many similarities I mean, there's some glaring things as well that are different, but yeah. for the most part, there's a lot of stuff that I felt I really related to when I read this book. And yeah. we've not actually covered anybody's memoir book or no. memoir yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, this is it's, it is weird. First. It is weird that she wrote a memoir this young, but uh, the book that is called uh, "You're Never uh, Fun," uh, "You're Never Weird you're- on the Internet," almost. almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's funny because I don't, I don't, and I think she may say it. I'm, I'm reading several right now. Amy mm-hmm. Schumer, I'm reading hers as well. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of have said, this is not really my memoir. Cause I'm still yeah. in the thick of it, but it's just a story about how I've gotten to where I am. Yeah. Today. It's interesting. And mm-hmm. you know, you might lose that if you waited until like, you know, she's ready for retirement and writing right. a book, you might lose these whole stages of, of your life. And, um, you know, this is, these are important ones. Yeah. This, um, you know, growing up and getting to where she is now is a key stage. And, you know, and she's, and she just recently started to turn the page cause she just had a child. And, and I think also her book is so very special to a lot of us because it really talks about a thing that's not been a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is women in the gaming world, women in geekery, yeah, um, who who can be it open, proud, 
lack the shame, whatever, whatever it is, you know, we try to, you know, work out the stigma and, you know, we're, we're some pretty nerdy bitches as it is. Yeah. We're also a lot of fun, which you can be both. Yeah. And you can be neither. So, and, and she paved the way for all of us. She did. She's got to pay, you know, she's got a a way going. And, uh, I think it's just a really good, it's really good for younger girls, especially, you know, to go through this, um, to see that, you know what, it, sometimes it is hard. Sometimes it's really hard, but a lot of people have gone through it and because they've gone through it and because they've become more socially normal and acceptable, you're not going to have to fight as hard. It's just, it's it's another step in women's history Mm -hmm. that we need to know and respect going forward from people who have, you know, really set out to, and I don't think she set out to pave anything. She just yeah. wanted to do what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Um, but because it's had such an impact that it's it's important to talk about. Yes, yeah. we haven't also covered a lot of female writers, which is weird for us. Uh, well, the, the lady Christy that wrote, Golden. Uh, wrote Dark Golden Disciple. wrote Dark Disciple. And that's, I think, the only one. Everything else we've read has been dudes. we got to change that. Yeah, that's Sorry, crazy. dudes. Yell her out. so yeah so this was this was her memoir Mm -hmm. and um i listened to it an audiobook which she narrated herself Mm -hmm. uh you did the uh i've got the ebook which has Mm -hmm. all the pictures in color which is fun yeah so so i i didn't realize until i knew there was a pdf that went along with it and you know i got it through audible so i got it through like a legitimate source and i'm like where do i get the pdf (laughs) and i actually had to google where to get the pdf and they're like go to audible and i'm like why didn't i even think about that right well they should they should like send you a note yeah by the way you got a pdf sitting here wanting to be looked at yeah. you know i because i remember that when i was reading um tina facebook too i'm like i want <laughs> the pdf you keep referencing i know it's like i need the i need to see I'm, I'm a very visual person and we've talked about this like i i was actually looking to see if i could get her book from the library just to give it a re-listen because i i read this back when it came out i think it's mm-hmm. been about a year and a half yeah. since the book came out um so I was like just needing a quick way to refresh because yeah. I've read it. But again, the, the details don't always stick. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just, it was on hold. I'm <laughs> like, really? Yeah. A year and a half later, still on hold. That's, I, I that's took, great, it took me but... like two and a half years to get. Um, um, oh, who's the one that you like? Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it took me a long time. Hers, to get hers. I <laughs> popped up on BookBub for like a dollar ninety nine. I know. By the time that showed up there, I'd been on a waiting list for like eighteen months uh, to get it, and it finally showed up. And I was on vacation, and you have two days to pick it, and so I picked it on vacation. And then I'm like, so it shortened my amount of time I could listen to it. Well, that's the weird thing. Like this was the Amy. This was my first attempt at even downloading anything from the library. I know that was literally like the first recommendation you ever made on this show was to just get a library card and download shit. My off library the card expired because it only lasts for two years and I got it at Comic Palooza two years ago. Oh, yeah. You should get a new one. I went to the library a couple months ago with my niece uh, mm-hmm. to do some oh, tutoring yes. work. So I was That's able. That's where they said that you could rent a yeah, hundred books at a time. The League City Library will allow you to check out 99 books at a time. That's so weird. Now, how. Is any one person checking out 99 books at a time 
And how are you getting them home? Are you renting a truck? Like what, what is happening? I've got to assume this is for people who are checking out things for like a dissertation, maybe periodicals. I don't even know if you can check out periodicals. I don't, uh, I think you can. Maybe not. You used to not be able to. I remember there was some like the, the, there was some that you couldn't, but I remember there was a section that you could. All of ours at my library when I was growing up were in these big plastic Plastic. binder things. Yeah. Those are the ones we couldn't do. We couldn't take. That was pretty much all of ours. Yeah. Except maybe like the American Psychiatric Journal, which nobody in their right mind would <laughs> care about reading. Yeah. Like 20 years old copies. Yeah. Well, speaking of learning at a young age, we learned at the very beginning of the book that it was pretty young that uh, Felicia Day um, became homeschooled. Yeah. And she was, I thought it was funny that she was like, now these were for hippie reasons, not religious not reasons. Not religious reasons. Not really even education reasons. Which they, is really weird because she was in Biloxi, Mississippi, and then was in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I kind of understand why she, you know, had the problem with the public schools there. Well, it sounds like she, like she went to public school, and but she went to like parochial, parochial school. She mm-hmm. went to like church school. And the church school, like my niece went to a uh, well, a church pre K, like pre K or pre K at a church. Well, uh, public schools a lot of times have that church thing with it. Uh, my public school did. Really? Yeah. Well, you're in Utah. Well, I know, but uh, Biloxi, really? Well, no. Well, but again, if you're going to a you know a religious school, then they usually do have chapel. Though I've never heard of one that has chapel every single day. But that's not meaning that there isn't one. Yeah. But uh, I guess I guess her mother had had problems with the public school system growing up, and that's why she had them oh, in the church school. And then, but that then did not she work out. they yeah. made her go to chapel every day, and she didn't like it. She was just bored or whatever. And then they burned she money. Thought, she thought uh, she thought Jesus was hot, so that was that was that was about, hysterical. That was hilarious. She was like, "He is super my boyfriend, hot. JC. My boyfriend, JC, <laughs> hanging up there looking at me." And then they burnt. She th- she knew it would it would piss her mom off enough to get her out of going to chapel when they did um, a lesson on burning money, and they actually burned like U.S. currency. Yeah. And she went home and told her hippie mother this, who just, or of course she, you know, embellished it and yeah. made it sound like the hundreds of dollars yeah. or whatever. It was, it was like a, a stack of fives. Of fives. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, this is going to get me out of this. And she's like, don't you worry. You're not ever going back to that chapel again. She's like, yay. And then she's like, don't worry. You're not ever going back to that school again. And she's like, oh. Yeah. Then I think they tried one other school and she got herself out of that somehow. Yeah. it's It was, or maybe that was the second school. I, I, I don't remember. Yeah. But then they decided, well, we'll just homeschool. homeschool. And she had a younger brother. He's a couple of years younger. Mm-hmm. And uh, so their parents, quote, homeschooled them well it sounds like you know they did nothing yeah it does i mean that they refer to a lot of things as being education but it sounds to me that all of these subsequent um classes that they took you know arts classes obviously there was something to do with math because the grandfather was into math and they made them do math every day like that was but it wasn't necessarily an assignment or homework. And then she it was read just, somewhere just like that doing it, it on her own. She know? read, uh, so the mom read somewhere that um, after you had your period, you weren't capable. You can do math. You, you gotta learn it now. You like, and so she was, she was like, oh no, because when she, when she had her period, she was like, I just got into, <laughs> just got into calculus. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the, the derivatives. Yeah. Yeah. The derivatives. It was so are sad. Of, yeah. It's just like, you can still do math when you have your period. <laughs> yeah that's not you know which is funny because her mom seems like so progressive otherwise and like it seems like a weird thing to stick in her head well but hippies have a lot of strange ideas about 
like pyramids can change your life and whatnot. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I, I don't know. I really, have, I enjoyed these stories about her as a, as a child and being homeschooled. And it's a lot different than the people that I know that are homeschooled because um, a lot of them have like a set rule book that you have to follow and you go through, you know, certain. Well, I have, to, I have yeah. to throw out here. The uh, the foreword for this book was written by Joss, Joss Whedon, Whedon, yeah, and I I highlighted a couple of things in here that I thought were really okay. really funny. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things he says about her is that part of her gift is that she makes crippling anxiety look easy, yeah, and I can completely identify yeah. with that. Um, but it all he also says this is the story of someone who found her place in a corner of the world that literally didn't exist till just before she showed up. Yeah. Felicia's place is always off the edge of the map where dragons wait. And this story is more than a memoir. It's a quest. If you want to survive, stay close to the redhead. She knows the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked, I really liked that, that story. She talked about them being in a meeting and it sounded like a very intimidating meeting. You it know? was for uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Horrible. Dr. Horrible's sing along yeah. blog, which you, if you have not seen this, yeah, go watch it. Yeah, it's it's totally worth it. Neil Patrick Harris, her, it's all and the Nathan greatest, Fillion. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. And um, and, and I think this is also where the horse head uh, mask phenomenon came okay, from. So okay, just throwing it out there. <laughs> so I thought it was um, I thought it was interesting because this is you know a business meeting about you know with these heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. And they were asking questions that nobody had the technical expertise except for her. And she spoke up and I probably would have shit myself instead of her saying anything, even if I knew the answer. I wouldn't have, I would have set up and and done it. I don't know. I said, you know, I, I I don't know how I would be. I I speak up in meetings now, but Mm -hmm. I know everybody in meetings. I, I have never been a person who is intimidated by authority in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. So even if I am the lowest ranking person in the room, if I know what I'm talking about and I can explain, and, and that's my gift, is I, I understand how to explain complicated, complex er, questions or issues to people uh-huh. in a simple way and make it yeah. understandable mm-hmm. that's just that's something that i can normally do not always on this podcast because sometimes i get just tongue-tied talking and we just forget people's names we just forget yeah. people's names and shit mm-hmm. but i don't have a problem speaking up when i say by the way blah 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 but by nature i mean that's part of the job that i did in yeah. the corporate world and that was my problem as i'm i was kind of a, pro- a professional problem solver so if I don't step up, then I look like a moron who doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, obviously, when it r- involves my department, I mm-hmm. I speak up. But in a, in a spot where I'm assumed to not know anything, <laughs> I usually continue to look like I don't know anything. <laughs> it usually depends on my level of giving a shit. Yeah. If I don't care about what's going on and what's happening, then I will usually just sit back and watch the world burn, which is probably not the... The best thing in Let the world. Let me tell but it's you true. a funny story from mm-hmm. school. This just happened last night. Okay, so we, we do these uh, presentations, and last night it was, um, you know, a guy in our place, and he was talking about non-monetary incentives at the workplace. You know, just tr- traditional business bullshit class, mm-hmm. right? You know, and um, we all know what non-monetary incentives are. He didn't really need to explain it, but it was his job too, and so it was fine. And he said, um. Okay, so specifically, I'm talking to ladies now. So what if I told you that, you know, hey, I don't pay as much as everybody else. And I'm, and he wasn't referring to 
just because we're ladies. Um, he was, but you know, uh, we provide homemade meals with the take home and we have a nail salon on site and things. So does that interest you? I said, that sounds creepy. Cause you specifically said, I said like in front of everybody, like yeah. as a dude, you just mentioned some perks for us ladies. That's weird. And he's yeah. like, okay, I just meant the ladies for the nail salon. <laughs> and then some other guy. Dude's goes, like male, That's exactly what the too, guy yeah. next to me is like, I want my nails done. Like, like <laughs> I, I drag my husband for pedicures and he, he laughs his way because he's super ticklish. But it's, uh, he needs them. Yeah. But yeah, so I did like, no, that's creepy, dude. Like, yeah. that's not. I said, I understand what you're trying to say Yeah, it's here. like, okay. If you but you're saying it weird. You have on-site child care. You have on-site dry cleaning services because the dry cleaners are always closed before you get to work. These and are, after, yeah. you know, I worked in HR for years. So these are things that we did look at. Yeah. But you don't talk to people like that and target them like, and say, hey, lady. Hey, would you like it if I had a here, here, little kid? Would you like a box of candy to stay odd. late after school? I, I, and I, um, I think you know the class kind of appreciated like yeah. this was worded badly, you yes. know, right? So because well, like, he like, would you like to work for me then? I'm like, no. I think this. <laughs> I think that's an important thing to say yeah. though is the wording and the way that we choose to communicate ourselves is so important. People are like, oh well, you know what I meant? No, yeah. Because what it sounded like to me is I'm a woman. I don't get paid as much. Here's a, a nail salon on site. Yeah. And we're not paying for it for you, yeah. but it's here. Yeah. What do I give a shit if it's there? There's one two feet from my house. Yeah. And if I'm home at five o'clock, then I can go. Yeah. It was it was a weird way of wording it. And I think that, uh, you know, hopefully understood that it's like, hey, you know, listen to how that sounded. You know, <laughs> it would be better. Right. <laughs> but OK, back to the story. So, um, you know, they went into, um, you know, she was homeschooled. So we learned all about the homeschool and there's lots of little quirks. Like her family has a lot of quirks. And so the I just like that basically within about a month, they were just on their own. They're yeah. just and they weren't even I don't even think they. she said they had textbooks. They were just reading. They had yeah. to read every and day. And they went to the library a lot. They went to the library a lot. So they were just reading and doing things. And I don't know. I mean, good for Felicia, because this is an excellent, uh, you know, fine upbringing for her. But mm -hmm. how many non-genius kids would just get completely starters yeah, you know right. they would not they would not be able to handle no, that you know yeah. and i love i adore my niece who's nine but if you just said you just stay home and do your work she would be playing minecraft and pokemon all day like she would get nothing done and she would have a fourth grade education and that would be where it ended you know yeah so i i they did say that reading was of integral importance and so that it was makes, mandatory yeah it was pretty much any free time you have you have to be reading which yeah and that's that was kind of how helps. i grew up yeah. for a long time but probably too. up until junior high once i got a car i wasn't reading anymore but i still was but yeah but um so i just don't know if how well it would have worked uh for not her being her and being that uh self-starter motivated already smart like mm -hmm. you know the yeah. concepts did not go past her to the point where the mom needed to bring in additional mm -hmm. tutors or anything like that. So I'm, I, I'm, I quite, uh, admire the mom could recognize that her kids, you know, were fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, so that was good, but, uh, you know, if they weren't, I could see it happening too. And it does happen, yeah. you know, and homeschool is a, is a mixed bag of nuts, just depending on who's doing it, where you're doing it and why you're doing it. Yeah. Like, you know, there are a lot of people who do it for strictly religious reasons and, the way things are done and the way things are taught are not maybe in line with what anyone else is learning. There's a lot of people who do it because their school system in their area just totally it's blows awful. nuts. Mm -hmm. And 
they're actually, you know, qualified to, to do this up to whatever level they are. Mm -hmm. And then there are those other people that just, you can't, you're not the boss of me. I'm taking my kid home and just. I, I know. I, I had a kid yeah. uh, apply for an entry-level position at my company. And I'm like, this resume doesn't have high school on it. Right. How, like, how I are I don't put high school on my resume, but I do well, have college I know, degrees. Well, so. yeah, no, I mean, obviously. Um, but, like, so there's no experience here, and you never went to school. How do I know how well you're going to deal with all of your coworkers, you mm. know? I mean... It's, it wasn't, he wasn't mine to hire. I just, you know, got yeah. his resume, but, um, and he didn't get, he didn't get the job from what I hear, but I don't well, know I, what I, the reason was. You know, I think it, you know, I honestly, I didn't meet my first homeschooled person until I went to college and there was a girl in my class who apparently lived on my street and he didn't like even know. 10 houses down from me. I didn't know her. And I went to that same school district my entire life, but since she was homeschooled, it wasn't someone I ever ran across and she lived like, like I lived on the corner of one neighborhood and she lived like eight houses into that neighborhood. So it wasn't someone I'd run across just yeah. in playing because yeah. our yards were too big and we didn't even have sidewalks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it just wasn't a, it wasn't a thing. And this is, you know, I was like, God, this girl's weird. Like she's kind of a spaz. She doesn't really know how to behave or participate in class. And so I just always thought homeschooling was very damaging weird yeah. and it yeah. was socially damaging and i was like well, how would people you know socialize their children but i have a, i mean i have a friend in dallas who so she has uh she has three kids and i think all three of them are currently in school the little one is like five or six like yeah. she's still very little i don't know if she's got started yet but her older two she's homeschooled since um her daughter went to pre-k up until and she she's like uh, she's like my brother like my brother's birthday is at the very end of August mm -hmm. and so you had it to be throws, throws you had off. to be five by September first so he was like five in a day when he started and that's, kindergarten it makes it hard, and it was yeah. way too young Maddie started and she had just turned five way too young um, and my friend who had actually has her master's degree in early childhood education she was a kindergarten teacher before having kids and staying home after that. Um, she, when she, her daughter was finishing up her, you know, is about to turn five. She just said, you know, I don't, I don't feel like she's ready. Mm -hmm. Like she needs, she needs more time. I'm just going to wait and start her next year. Yeah. But something with the school district that they went to didn't allow you to just pick when they would start. Mm. That child would have automatically been put into the first grade just due to her age, whether oh, okay. she had gone to kindergarten or not. So she said, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to homeschool or I'm qualified. I mean, yeah. hell, I taught kindergarten. And, you know, I'd asked her about it in the beginning and just because I was curious and I yeah. wanted to be educated on. And she, yeah. I know she wasn't a, a stupid person and didn't make rash yeah. judgments. And and I was really, you know, I her, her reasonings made sense. Like, child's not ready. Yeah. And I want her to be ready. I don't want her to fall behind. And then they just fell in love with it. And, I mean, her kids are like, crazy smart and they mm. are and i'm not saying it's because they're homeschooled yeah. but i mean these kids are like she's in like the third grade taking latin yeah that latin is was not offered in my third grade i'll tell you that so yeah. i mean she has the opportunity to really mold their curriculum based on what they need yeah. and how you know where they're where they're excelling and i think that's great you know? i i have been more surprised by 
how kids have turned out homeschooled mm-hmm. as an adult than I ever would. You know, it surprises me that they're nice, well-rounded, oh, but yeah. they have a lot of programs, a lot of programs now where um, the people that homeschool their kids get together with other and, and, and they, yeah. they kind of socialize. So they make kind of like almost a school it's network. Like a co-op. Yeah. Well, and that's what uh, my friend does. Her neighbor across the street also homeschools. So they yeah. will kind of share duties. Like somebody takes this subject, they do this one. And I think that's great. And and I had asked her up front, well, what about her social... Because she was an only child at the time when yeah. she was starting this. What about, you know, so she's like, she goes to Sunday school. She is in brownies. She is in dance class. This kid socializes. Like yeah. she goes to library hour. Like, so she, she got that. And, but she makes, you know, she makes the effort to make it work. And I think it's beautiful. Like, honestly, when, when Lexi came to live with us, she was 17. She had not been... To, to school since the eighth grade like she just yeah didn't go and then um so she was you know yeah. really behind and I was like okay I need to get this child because she was coming out of a juvenile boot camp program it's like I need to get this kid in educated yeah. um but I don't want to put her in school yeah I don't want her to be a 17 year old freshman that's yeah. not going to work mm-hmm. so I was fully planning to homeschool her like I had I mean I've got a whole Pinterest page full of my my homeschool stuff now mind you I found out I was getting her like three hours before I actually got her. Oh, yeah. So, so this was not, I don't think that I was going to Pinterest chi- school this child, but I was, yeah. I was already planning. Uh, but it turned out that while she was in boot camp, they, they let her take the GED and she passed it the first time. Oh, so good. she was like, I got her into college. Yeah. Like she went from eighth grade to college, which I thought was pretty. Yeah, that's good. Pretty It's impressive. hard. She's, it's- she's a smart girl. She yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She just had a really rough upbringing. Yeah. So, but, um, so yeah, Felicia had that really interesting school and they, you know, they talked about, they put her into a violin, mm-hmm. um, and she has like a natural body structure for violin, which I didn't, I know that like ballet dancers, there's a natural mm-hmm. arch to your foot that will give you a, a balance. And yeah. Like that. And I have that, but unfortunately I have the hips of a, of me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go somewhere else. I know. I know. I decided to change it. That's good. I changed it up there. there. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, so she's naturally inclined uh, to uh, violin. And apparently she was incredible. Like her, you know, she's her. um, She got a full scholarship to UT. Mm -hmm. uh, And and she was like, oh, and I'm also graduating in uh, calculus or math. Math is one of the hardest degrees to graduate in because at the end, you are basically like discovering new types of math. Mm -hmm. It is a very difficult thing. Like teachers that teach math, most of them do not have the full on math degrees because of these last few classes. My friend, uh, my friend, Winnie, Uh met her from our uh, partying for my birthday. From our and partying days. From our partying days when we literally like, had like a it couple was like of different just, parties. Yeah. And yeah. they were both there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has her math degree. Her degree mm-hmm. is in math. She is a voice teacher. Yeah. So, so it, you know, it's weird to me that that's another person that has those two skill sets. Those mm-hmm. are both very difficult. And you would think they would be. They're uh, not, though. And Matt, yeah. and this is, I think, and this is totally off topic, but this is something that people don't understand about the arts. Mm-hmm. The arts and math are very, very closely tied together. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my mom about this. My mom is an artist. She is a beautiful artist. I am a musician. My husband is a musician. I am an artist as well because I do my photography and different things like that. It is all math. Yeah. It is based on 
math, 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 math. And Jesus Christ, are there math and music? It is every, I mean, yeah. Yeah. just trying to figure out tempos and, you know, think the different changes and how many notes this is when it looks like 700,000 of them. And yeah, there's well, a lot there's of a, stuff. There's in a there. lot of um, spatial vi- uh, recognition mm-hmm. um, with both um, art and math and obviously yep. in math, you know, but yeah. uh, I, it's the the step between being able to visualize it and being able to plot it yeah. that I think is amazing when both of them can be linked together. It is. And I think that, you know, as we're looking at different governments wanting to always wanting to go after the arts and, oh, we don't need music and art in our schools. We just, you know, P.E. is fine. Football is fine. But we don't need music and art. Yes, you do. Yeah. Because when you're cutting that out, you're cutting a child's ability to fully grasp at their potential because there are so many close, these crossovers that when you get that person who gets both of them, mm-hmm. it just, you know, yeah. can blow the world. Yeah. It's amazing. And you know, Felicia Day went on to uh, talk about the fact that she, um, obsessed with school, yeah. you know, now she started at 16 and she college, college. Yeah. College this is the summer. Yeah. In fact, during the book, she goes, I just realized I don't have a high school diploma. Or a GED. Fuck. Right. She's like, I have two college degrees. I do not have a high school diploma. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even know that was possible. But hey, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, when I she know. was, um, I mean, she was she was a savant in, mm-hmm. um, and that allowed her to get into college. And I guess, you know, it wasn't required then. I don't know. I don't think it still is, to be honest. Yeah. Now that I think about I it. Think I, I, think, t- I think if you can test in, then it is. Yeah. Because I know. Cause, oh, yeah. Because she had to get that. She had to get a certain score on the SAT. The SAT yeah. is usually um, in, given to you in school. In yeah. High school. Yeah. yeah. Well, like when I was in high school, um, and I know it's more common even now, that I could start taking college classes my junior and senior yeah. year and getting credit for both. I did not do that. Um, I got mad at mine. And so I didn't. Continue. I, I just. I didn't do it, but I had a friend who did and she was, I mean, she graduated early mm-hmm. or she just left. Like she just went on, you know, kept yeah. going to college classes and was kind of done. I don't know if she had to get a GED or not, but she was credits for both. So, yeah, no, I, I, the, um, I knew a couple of people that left early, uh, same type of thing. Cause they took a bunch of AP classes in, in Utah. If you uh, graduate like a year early, mm-hmm. you get an automatic scholarship for a year's worth of college and half a year, half a year, same type of thing. Yeah. And, um, everybody did that was not Mormon because they didn't have to leave school to go to this class right. or that class. Um, but, uh, everyone that I knew, they just got their degree. You just didn't see them at graduation right. because they were already They're already in college. Yeah. Why would you come back yeah. for that? Well, and I mean, it's just like if you go back to school as an adult and you didn't graduate, you don't have to go back and take a GED. You don't have to go back and graduate high school. You just well, you test gotta, in. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to test. take the, they have a lot of tests. And, so, and that's what we did with Lexi mm-hmm. was she, because she, I mean, she yeah, had that, a GED, but you she still had to take have the tax to, test. Well, she had to take several, a lot of tests to see like readiness tests. Yeah, I had to take those too. Whether she was going to have to take kind of pre. Um, yeah, bonehead like, math or not. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that's that's not the word you're supposed to use for it, but, yeah, it, is what it is. but that's yeah. what that's what we all call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to take that test, um, too, because I went so many years between finishing high school and yep. then starting my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it was nerve wracking. Oh, yeah. It was really nerve wracking when I went into the thing and I, I studied really, really hard on the math because it was different than I thought. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I used up all my time and I didn't have any time in reading. Oh, wow. And I was freaking out. And anyway, so I just went through, I just pencil whipped it really fast and left and then came out and started crying. And I was so upset. <laughs> and I passed them all. Of course like, you, did. you know, I just, but I. <clears throat> I thought I didn't, and that's what bothered me. Right. <laughs> it, and like, and I didn't find out for months that I'd passed him fine. You yeah. Know? Well, we had the same issue when she came out because she she did not have her GED mm-hmm. scores when she was re- released from the yeah. boot camp. Uh-huh. So we had to wait a couple of weeks to find out, you know, what it was because at that point, you know, she couldn't. I mean, the girl didn't have a driver's license. She didn't have anything. Because mm-hmm. she'd been too young and, yeah. you know, whatever. So it's like, well, you need to get a job. Yeah. You know, we have to track down this paperwork. And yeah. she was so funny. She's so funny, though, because she was like, like, that. we went, She, I had to take her because I wasn't going to give her my car. She didn't yeah. have a license. Um, so I took her around and let her pick up applications for places that trying to get a job. And we went to Subway because there was one just right across yeah. from the house. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, they made her take a math test, like right there. Yeah, girl's good. Like yeah. she just like no no work yeah, needed. Yeah, if, you, if you're smart. gonna run the cash register, you're gonna you need, need a little to bit of math. math. Yeah. Oh, I've seen some tests over the years that are so funny because, like the uh, the postal test that you take if you want to be a, an employee, not a mail carrier because it's a different test, but just like uh, the person at the front uh-huh. who can who you know customer service whatever. I don't remember what their exact title is, but. Uh, Someone uh, that used to be in my family when uh-huh. I was married before had taken this and was like had brought home the the study exam and, yeah. and it has a lot of stuff in it and you'll see these in retail too like are these you know they'll give you a whole list of numbers and some of them they're like maybe uh, digits are transposed just to see if you're gonna pick them up and yeah. these words are really really close what do they mean because again you know this address looks like this because. Yeah. When you're sorting mail and you're doing all the stuff, yeah. accuracy is important. Oh, yeah. And if you're so, dyslexic trying to run that, it'd yeah, be hard. Tough. Yeah. So, but some of them you're looking at like, really? Yeah. Wow. Like, <laughs> we can't figure this one out. But <laughs> I guess not. So, yeah. huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay. So she is a musical genius. Mm-hmm. Um, she went and, and the, the study schedule at UT was crazy and she said she like worked like 12 hours a day and she loved every second of it uh I did not have that experience when I was at UT I'll throw uh, that there. yeah so I, I mean, don't think we were there at the same time because she started much earlier than yeah I she did, was young so. when she started I think she graduated college the year I graduated high school we're and, the same and, age, and we're the same so, you're the yeah. same age yeah man she's amazing so that that on top of the math, it was just really impressive to me. I liked her. I liked her story, mm-hmm. and um, she didn't really get into the full on nerding until a little bit later in the book. I don't think, right? Well, she started out talking while she was still at school. Part of one of their, I think they were even getting like PE credits, was playing video games with the mom. So one of the notes. <laughs> oh, that hand-eye I, coordination. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, for hand-eye coordination. I was like, God, why couldn't I have gotten this? One of my favorite things she was talking about, like they got an old secondhand laptop from the grandfather. I saw the picture. You see the picture. It's like the PC in a box that just like the keyboard folds down from the front. And 90% of the people listening have no idea what we're talking about. And it holds like the five and a half floppies. These are the five inch floppy disk. The big, yeah. 
My so, grandma's dog ate their uh, floppy drive to this driver <laughs> that for the mouse. And so we oh, couldn't wow. use the mouse and uh, she had to mail in for it. That's funny. <laughs> my grandpa wanted me to print out the user manual. <sighs> like it was like help the help yeah, uh-huh. section. He was like, can we print that? I'm like, that's kind of the purpose of it being here digitally. So you don't, cause he had that old dot matrix printer yeah, uh-huh. and, but he wanted, you know, my grandpa's an engineer. He was old school. He wanted the, he wanted it in his hand. He wanted to yeah. be able to look at you it. You know, when those the thing dot broke. matrix printers, you still need them because carbon copy, uh, if you have to have yeah. original yeah. documents, you have to have a, yeah. like with if you have, to have three side, original yeah. documents, mm-hmm. uh, for with the signature. Yeah. Well, one of the way. things that I took note of when I was going back to this, uh, a second time. Okay. First of all, her favorite movie was Babe, and she cries it. when James uh, Cromwell, she bursts into tears because he danced for his pig. I love that. Yeah. Because I actually watched it two days ago in my marathon of uh, Hugo Weaving movies, uh-huh. and uh, I cry as well because I love it. It's so cute. But she was talking about, and um, they used to watch their mother play some of these video games, and I guess until it was their turn to play. Yeah. And one of her, she says, my favorite one to watch her play was called Leather Goddesses of Phobos. Have you seen The Martian? That is the game that's on uh, Johansson's computer that he talks about when he's in there looking for ASCII tables. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> I just, I was like, oh my gosh. I like, I wouldn't have, I didn't, I hadn't seen The Martian when I read the book the first time, so it didn't really click. But sometimes that's all these so little funny. worlds yeah, I know. come it's together. It's so funny. You know what movie, what uh, uh, video game I used to watch my mom play? And I did try try my hand at Wolfenstein or Wolfenstein. Castle, Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, my dad played the crap out of that game. Yeah, that was on the gateway, though. That was later than the uh, floppy. We played yeah. that. We had a, our first computer was, we wanted the Atari game system because mm-hmm. that was fun. No, we had the Atari computer like an actual pc that was made by atari and all of the games in it were text-based games so like my favorite we had two that we the kids got to play one was uh the mini adventures of winnie the pooh Uh because we were kids it was like six or seven eh, probably seven or eight when we got it Uh, and the other was called wishbringer and wish i remember the wishbringer game you know you know they all come with a box the size of a fiat and, you know, with the big old disc and the manual. And this one actually came with this Wishbringer stone. Mm-hmm. That's what you were searching for in the game. So you actually had like the physical oh, manifestation cool. of this thing. But it was funny because you had to walk through the town and have these interactions. But it was like, turn left, walk, 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 turn right, walk, walk, walk. And in this game, I remember you have to walk up this mountain mm-hmm. making all these turns. And you learn very quickly that you better write down the turns that you take so that you can reverse them coming back down because by the time you get out of the shop on top of the mountain where you yeah. got the stone, it's complete fog and you can't see anything. Ah. So if you turn the wrong way, you fall off the mountain. That's funny. So, But yeah, yeah. but these were the it's same a, kind yeah. of... Yeah, I had a lot of educational games growing up too. Uh, we did the Math Blaster. She talked about the Math Blaster. Yeah. Did you have the Mavis Beacon oh, Teaches Typing? Oh, of course typing? I had Mavis oh, Beacon Teaches Typing. I kind of won it again. I mean, I type really fast, but... I, she's online, I think. I, like I think you can do it online. And then... Um, uh, where in America's history is Carmen San Diego? Oh, I had several of the Carmen San Diego games. Yeah, and they came with like a giant book, mm-hmm. like, and that's where you had to look yep. up your data. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's another see, one so we there had. There was that another was educational um, Oregon Trail. Well, we had Oregon Trail. My uncle was a computer programmer for uh-huh. IBM, uh-huh. and so he had the first computer I ever saw. Yeah. And the first game I ever played on this computer, I was probably four years old, was Frogger, and awesome. it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, damn frog. I, I um miss a card. My shit. and I was in the second grade. I did a report on computers in uh to my class. Mm-hmm. That was my topic, and the pictures of the computers were an entire wall. Mm-hmm. And my father worked for the government, and he made um it was Mrs. Thane, our class. He made cards mm-hmm. that were punched Punch cards yeah. that said mrs thane's class oh, like nice. for the whole class and they thought it was really awesome yeah and they were like oh what's this like nobody'd ever be well, able my to dad was that. an accountant too so yeah. they they constantly like we would go up to the office on the weekends and they had the punch, punch card cards. computers and stuff yep we're so old. oh speaking of, speaking of that um did these I kids ever, listening don't even know what that did i recommend hidden figures when we did our recommendations no. because you need to watch that movie it's awesome and it's about the time frame in the 60s when they started using computers mm-hmm. to uh calculate so it was like during like heavy segregation so yeah. that was interesting yeah. and um also the switch between using humans for uh, like calculations mm-hmm. to using uh um computers and it was Get funny they actually called the humans that were doing the calculations computers because yep. you know that's what they are like you don't yeah. even think about it you nowadays. are a computer yeah. that yeah. is what you do you go, so, you compute so it's it really interesting it's interesting about the change in technology and also obviously the change in people's uh, mindset mm-hmm. uh during a segregated era so it's right. a good movie i rec- highly recommend it felicia day is not in it but no we i know i just threw anyway. that in there yeah. because we were talking about computers i it. need to it's good it's good it's good should have been one best picture it should have won Anyway, what did win? I don't even pay attention to these things. Oh, they fucked it up. That's right. They yeah, fu- they uh, yeah. Moonlight. La La Land, Moonlight won it. It was Moonlight was an excellent movie. It was hard to one. watch though, and but it's a story that needed to be told, and so I'm glad. It, I mean, it it won legitimately, but I liked Hidden Figures better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sure. So, okay, okay. So then um, d- we learn a bit of the beginning of um, Felicia Day's like obsession with perfection mm-hmm. in college because she will not allow herself not to get a perfect 4.0. Right. Even though she's getting two degrees, mm. two very difficult degrees. And, um, and one of her professors even was like, let yourself get a B in this class. You will feel better if you let yourself get a B in this class. And like, <laughs> so she's talking about this, like at the time she was like, it was the most ludicrous thing she'd yeah. ever heard. And she just studied night and day to get an A in the class. And when she actually got an A, the professor put a frowny face on her <laughs> thing because you? he was yeah. like, look, you're putting, you know, you're killing yourself yeah. for this. And, uh, you know, but I think it's, I think that's a good thing. I mean, I think more, more students and more professors need to realize that perfection is not as important as still being able to fully function as a human once you get out of school. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I thought it was nice that the professor was mm-hmm. like, you know, you could do this, but like the world is full of failures and, you know, bouncing back from them. You'll do yourself a lot of favors by mm-hmm. acknowledging the fact that you have to be, you know, a be, but she's, she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't yeah. have it. I, I think it took a long time for her to learn that lesson. Yeah. And, um, you know, and even when she went into acting, she talked about how she went into acting. Um, you know, she she did acting as a child. Yeah. And her mom was very supportive of her acting career as well. But she was like, you know, you go to L.A. and like, but I've got a 4.0. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, we don't care. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, does that make Different skill set. Like yeah. the one the one guy, like her first, uh, her first, like one of her first auditions, he was like, so I think really artistically it would get a lot better storyline if we can see your boobs here. <laughs> and she's like, no. Right. That's a no. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I, oh, I love those stories. Mm-hmm. And then and then she's like, and then my first pa- acting paycheck. 
<laughs> it bounced. Yeah. I didn't get paid for my first acting kick. Mm-hmm. So I think I, we've all been there at some point. Yeah. I used to have worked for this place that uh, paychecks never quite showed up on payday or they quote, went to the other store. It was a, like a very small mom and daughter kind of a business setup. And yeah. it, uh, sometimes yeah. it just didn't get paid. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, y'all, I know this is not right. Yeah. Like, I really need to get paid. Or you guys need to call me when you actually have money to pay me because yeah, I'm not here for my health. I'm not working at this store for my health. So. Exactly. Well, um, yeah, she had a lot of interesting stories like that. And honestly, mm-hmm. I kept thinking, man, she must really love acting to continue. Yeah. Because I don't think I would have, you know, I would have dealt with that issue. Well, I think it just, I, it depends on where your motivation is, you know. Yeah. And, you know, we wouldn't be reading this if she was Felicia Day, internet hacker. Yeah. For the most part, you know. Yeah, I, I, loved, I loved her story and I loved her viewpoints on it. Mm-hmm. Um, her obsession with World of Warcraft. Uh, okay, well, let awesome. me let's start with start with her like getting into Ultima Online, and and it was like before college. Yeah, well, this was like Prodigy, so this was yeah. Because I was thinking, I was like, God, well, I was uh, you know, I grades was in, aren't lining up, but she and yeah. I again were the same age. Yeah, so. I was in Prodigy, uh, Prodigy in first grade or second grade. Yeah, I think we got it. I was probably between fifth and sixth. So it's around the same time. Yeah. Sixth grade, seventh grade, somewhere. Because I remember I was on it so much that I actually like developed a condition in one of my hands from typing. Oh. And I needed, I actually had to have surgery on one of my fingers, joints, because I had uh, something like pop up in there that was from the overusage oh. of the typing. And it's funny because even today, like if I... I've realized I'm like a left-handed iPhone user when it comes to switching, oh, that's, that's like weird. switching it to yeah. watch videos and stuff. And I hold it in this. You're looking at it. But yeah. Nobody else can. Like it's the iPhone claw. Yes, it's the, <laughs> it's the claw. It's just your top finger and your thumb and mm-hmm. like a clawed, you yeah. know, wrist. And like I actually started like developing weird like, bumps and lumps and stuff from just things. Yeah, you know, being minor weird, things. Yeah, they go away, yeah. but it's yeah. I was I was a little too young to appreciate Prodigy uh, because I, I remember my, like my dad had it, and, but like we it was mostly like bulletin boards. It was black and yellow. Oh yeah, um, you know it was just it was not very user friendly. Uh, then when AOL came out, mm-hmm. um, AOL came out and um, it was. It was tried around the World Wide Web, right? Is yeah. when, when I they, think I got it in like ninety. Six. Yeah, I had a I had a boyfriend. 97, 97 it, maybe. It, my it was one of my first boyfriends, so I was about fourteen or fifteen, and I remember we dialed up that, and we go into a chat room. That was the first thing we did, and we typed something, and mm. it popped up on the screen, and we yep. both went ah, like <laughs> it was crazy. Okay, so apparently I started at a very young age using the internet to meet boys. Um, because, you know, she talks about getting in there and finding the, the chat room with the Ultima people and, you know, every, oh my gosh, I found my tribe. I found my people. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. I guess I was just in chat rooms messing around because that's what you do. I was, but, but even in real life, I, and I, maybe every teenage girl goes through this. Uh, Several of my friends and I, we used to just walk around the mall and like, we're going to, you know, we're 13, but we're trying to convince people we're like 16 or 17. 
Why had this guy online convinced that I was, you know, 17? I was 13. Easy. I was still in junior high. Uh-huh. And uh, he came and to he's visit. In, he's in jail now. He came to visit. <laughs> like his mother lived in my town. He lived in California, but his mother lived in my town. And he came to visit. And I like had to get my mom to like drop me off. And I did like hang out with this guy. I mean, nothing happened because his mom was there and whatever. But it was like, there's no way this guy thinks that I'm 17. But I'm still trying to pull it off, you know. And uh, I was talking to someone else. Uh, like up in Connecticut or something at some point. And I honestly don't remember what the age difference was, but I do believe he may have been considered an adult of like bad, you know, like he may have been like 22 or something. And I'm talking to him like 14. And apparently my mom must have found like Uh our chat log at some point and like called him and like I mean I got pulled out of school that day and my mom just ringed oh my ass out. Oh my god. Here's the deal. I was the kid who could not get away with shit. I never got away with anything. I never even tried half the time because I wasn't going to get away with it. My sister was a world class like little hoodlum criminal. And she could get away with she, it? Oh she got away with everything. I got away with nothing. So <laughs> that was like my first experience with that kind of thing. I actually met my husband, my first husband on AOL mm-hmm. back in the day. So thanks, AOL. Yeah. <laughs> but that was another like addictive kind of. It really was. Jesus, I would be on that thing for just like yeah. days. Yeah. And that was, but that was like, she, she was talking about, you know, when, when AOL first came out, you used to get those discs for a hundred free hours. And by the way, and those have had go, so many discs. Oh, so yeah. many. We like you're an advanced internet company. You can't figure out who's already on your goddamn mailing list. I we I got one every you, week. I could tell you so many stories about a certain person that I used to know and their um, affiliation with the postal service and these things that you know, like AOL and MCI and whoever used to send yeah. out mm-hmm. that I will not. But these companies are just stupid. Like yeah. they are just ready. They are flushing money down the toilet, yeah. hand over fist, doing this. But you had to pay. Like with Prodigy, it was like a by the minute, or you had by a certain hour, number yeah. of hours that you could have per month. And you know, it was harder to stay on that because you know, yeah, time. Well, but once the AOL Unlimited disc came out. I swear I flunked out of college because I was on that thing. Yeah, I was you on know? it all the time. This <laughs> is like, oh my God. The, the one thing that say, it was saving grace for me to avoid an internet obsession was that it was, the, our computer room was in our otherwise unfinished basement. So the only room that was finished was the computer room and it did not have any goddamn heat. I was going to say it was 12 degrees because it was Utah. So. so otherwise I'd be obsessed with it. And then when I started college and got a computer with my own thing. Yeah. I really was. Well, this yeah. like my the house that I grew up in had um, an attached garage to the house, and then we had a separate detached garage, and that garage had an office space slash mm-hmm. room. My parents put expensive gym equipment nobody used in. Yeah, so <laughs> we're not going to call it a workout room because pretty much it was a dust collecting room. But the computer was out there, mm-hmm. and it had a it it didn't have a heater, but it did have a, like a window unit AC out there. So in the summer you could be out there for a while, but in the yeah. winter not as much. But yeah, then my parent after the 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 incident. older man incident, and it's not someone I ever met. It's not someone mm-hmm. I ever even talked to on a phone because you know long distance costs. Uh, so, or did. It may still, I don't know. Um, But yeah, so then they moved the computer into the house. It was like in our living room, which was kind of like just the central room. So you're not doing much there. 
But then I got one up in my room. Yeah. And when I went away to college, I had a laptop. And so, yeah, know, there's that. Yeah. Once once college started, I had my own. I really got really into it. And I did get into Ultima Online, which she was into. And it probably was around the same time. Yeah. Well, no, I, no. It, she probably earlier she than me. Earlier. Yeah. Earlier than so me. I was not. I've. At the time, I was not a gamer. If I was playing games, it was probably still on the Nintendo. You know, it was a console-based thing. It wasn't computer gaming until I got a little bit older. When I got yeah. older, but my my thing was chat rooms. Like, I was always in these damn chat rooms. Yeah. Or playing Slingo. I was yeah. on Slingo forever. I did forever. Sims, uh, Sims a lot. I can understand the obsession with it, but when it required that you find, like, friends on uh, the thing... Mm. Uh, that's when I kind of would call it off. Like I was only in Ultima online. My boyfriend was in Ultima online and he got an account for me. And I think it was his way of like not coming over every day after work. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, is that, Oh, Hey, we'll be together. Yeah, still. Yeah. But you I know, don't have to actually you, come you, see you. You gotta, you just gotta get some more experience by chopping this wood. Like, you know, that's <laughs> like, honestly, so that I could ke- eventually graduate to kill boars. <laughs> That's what I did the whole time. But he got he bought me an all spent all your time chopping your boyfriend's wood. No, no, actual wood or no, not actual wood, <laughs> digital wood. And but he bought me a house, so that was nice. That's that's romantic, is what that was. That's prostitution, is what that is. He didn't buy me a house because I chopped wood. <laughs> it was just a perk. <laughs> This is a bonus. Anyway, so I thought bonus. that was funny that they had that like relationship with yep. the chat room and the secondary, and then that pirates booty uh, mm-hmm. game that oh, cracked yeah. me up. And I could not believe, like you know, the story. Like, how do you get into the initial group of all of you where you decided to be friends and not chat rooms? Usually, well, okay. So, but I mean, that's how I that's how I was doing it. I mean, I went in. I had this particular same chat room that I went to every day. That it just had sounded interesting to me at mm. the, you know, the point of entry. And, uh, I just, you just talk to the, the same people tend to show up every yeah. day. So you talk to them in the room or, you know, and it's funny cause when you used to go into those kind of chat rooms, people would just like announce themselves when they walked in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Liz is in the house. I mean, it's just, but it always insane. told you when somebody hopped it in. did, but you still, you still posted it because yeah. that was your way of not lurking. Mm-hmm. Cause that was the thing. Nobody liked a lurker yeah. and we still don't like lurkers mm-hmm. folks. Um, but you just like, you announce yourself and there's like, Oh, Hey, so-and-so I've talked to you 34 times. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? And then all of a sudden, like, bing, the little IM pops up. Bing, 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 yeah. bing, bing. So. Yeah, I can understand that internet uh, obsession. And, you know, she had it at the time mm-hmm. when internet was not, uh, not very many females were into it, which surprised yeah. me that she had so many female friends. And, and by the way, her friend that was like, oh, yeah, my baby's crying. These things always need food. I, like, I know, had that one that was me. like that that was a grandma. But, oh, she, really? was, but she was not that... Almost all of my friends were much older. They like they were in their late thirties and forties when I was eighteen, nineteen, mm-hmm. um, and I had a lot of female friends on there. The problem was I didn't have a lot of in life friends because at that time all of my friends went to different colleges. Yeah, like I wasn't friendly with the people who I knew from my school who went to that college, or we just weren't seemingly there at the same time. But like my boyfriend at the time was in Hawaii going to school uh my other friend was you know my best friend was at a school you know a hundred miles away or whatever so and it's expensive to talk to people on the phone when you had to pay long distance especially to hawaii that's pretty far yeah um 
so yeah, I, I mean, I can definitely see how that happens and you just get suckered in and people don't show up on time. It's, you know, it's annoying yeah. and you're supposed to be here for this. And yeah, like the, um, have you seen the guild? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I uh, hadn't, that was one of the, I mean, I well, saw her in Dr. Horrible yeah, and then yeah. I've seen The Guild. So. And The Guild, um, I, I, I've only seen the first couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, well, there's I, only four. I yeah, think. there's not that many. And um, I really enjoyed, and we'll jump to that section of her book now because I think it's uh, important, is um, where she wrote a screenplay and um, she seriously went into, um, uh, she really forced herself to write a movie pilot. Yeah. And, she couldn't get anybody to like agree to think, or they wanted complete rights to it. And she kept running into these problems that like now that she's been in the industry, she understands exactly what problems she'd run into. Mm -hmm. But then she was fairly new. And, uh, that was when one of her friends and business partners had said, uh, you know, or soon to be business partner said, you know, YouTube is starting a streaming thing and Mm -hmm. she's, and it was brand new. And she basically invented the, um, you know, web series. Web series, exactly. Which is amazing because mm-hmm. I think I know her more for, well, okay, I know her a lot from her run on Eureka because I loved it. But, mm-hmm. um, like, that's who I picture when I picture Felicia Day. Yeah. But, like, I totally know, like, the Guild web, web series and that she's just, and it's, it's on Netflix now. Yep. A web series is on Netflix, y'all. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like she even says in her book that, you know, I was in my garage with a rented camera, like a borrowed camera used secondhand, just yeah. doing it. And yeah. that's, it didn't stop me, you know, that I didn't have the money and that I didn't have the equipment. And, and she became a hoarder. I totally mm-hmm. understand. I totally become hoard, get into like these hoarder phases and yeah. then I get rid of everything and then get in the hoarder phase and get rid of everything. Yep. It's just the ebb and flow of yeah. ownership, it's, it's I a, think. That's a, um, I've got like these series of tasks that I have to do once I graduate. And yeah. one of them is I'm going to do that, um, the there's some kind of maki thing that you not maki like the sushi but like there's some kind of uh a japanese zen art the art of tidying up and yeah it's, it's like and okay. i'm gonna do it okay i may since give you, you more shit because i always give you stuff yeah since, oh i'm fine with that <laughs> because then i use it or i you okay, know give it away, forward yeah, on to yeah. someone else um okay so that book whatever it is yeah um is <laughs> emily gilmore which is the mother of of Lauren Graham's character is oh, yeah. played by uh, Kelly Bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, she, her spoilers. If you haven't seen the Gilmore Girls new thing and you haven't, there's some stuff that happens. She decides she needs to purge her life, and this is the option she's going with. And the whole thing is hilarious, really. Because, because Felicia Day actually mentioned it at the end of her in the yeah, book club at addendum, yeah, or not the book club, the book tour addendum of the book. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it pop up a lot of places, but when it popped up in Gilmore Girls, because they're always right on the the edge of pop culture. Because she was also talking about what is the list that uh, that Gwyneth Paltrow does that's so annoying every oh, year. Yeah, you know, she she like mentioned gratitude or no, no. It's, it's about it's buying worthless bullshit. I can't remember. Yeah. It's oh. the list of worthless bullshit you need to buy if you're super rich and stupid or something. Yeah. I don't remember what it is yeah. now. So. Somebody else will remember. That's funny. Well, I I do... Uh, but when you get a chance to watch all I, the Gilmore I, Girls I will. and that, you, we will talk. And I apologize that I, I started with uh, Supernatural. That's all right, because that's it's, good, too, because it's got Felicia Day in it. Yep, yep. I haven't gotten to her yet. I'm only season oh. five 
halfway through or something. I What's don't know. happening where you are? Uh, Lucifer's back or Lucifer's around. Real we Lucifer? We or just tried. To, well, he might have just spoiled something. But we tried, he we tried to shoot him with the cult and it did not do anything. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And then. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you're not. Okay, yeah. she'll she'll be coming up in I think she probably gets, season seven. Yeah. I think that sounds about right. Maybe late six, mid seven yeah. for sure. I'm ex- I'm excited for her sections because I loved her in Eureka, like just loved her. She in Supernatural is just awesome. Yeah, I love her. She's also a lesbian, which mm-hmm. is great. But no, not that that matters to me anything. But no, I, I'm just, I'm Which sorry. Is, I'm really. Thank God she's on the market. Thank God. No, I just, I really like that we're seeing so much more of this inclusiveness going. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Pops, pop culture, I mean, sci-fi and fantasy are completely leading the way in yeah. this. We've seen it in Star Wars. We've seen it coming up, you know, in all of the Supernatural. We've seen it in Doctor Who where yeah. we've got this coming up. And, and, and John Barrowman was a, yeah, a it's, I yeah. mean, it's really starting to be progressive and lead the way. And that's good. Like we need yeah. more inclusion and less, you know, everybody's better than everybody else. Bullshit. Exactly. So. so, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, uh, okay. Specifically. But I think she would be great on our show because her opening catchphrase, every time she sees the Winchester boys after their initial meeting is, what's up, bitches? Or what up, bitches? <gasps> And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm so excited. I want her to say that because we can put it we in totally our We totally need thing. her to say it. In the, but, um, Maybe so she'll at least be at the press junket. You know, you forget that, you don't, you don't want to forget that she is, uh, you know, like this uh, actress that, right. you know, on her own merits is excellent. But like, you know, she can write, she can produce, she can direct. She is the total package. And she's also just really well known for being... A geek. And and what she is, right? And yep. ex- how that is acceptable. Well, we've talked about doing a show based on that because there are a lot of celebrities who, yes, they have an impressive body of work, but have just themselves become so famous for being mm-hmm. geeky or nerdy. So you've got her, you've got Will, Will Wheaton, Wheaton, Patton Oswalt, you know, these different guys and mm-hmm. girls who are just, this is who I am. You can embrace you can it. Yeah. take it and... Yeah, whatever. Uh, John Berman again, I think. Yeah. He's, he's almost like, I mean, he has a body of work, but he's, yeah. a, he's a dork and he's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a big fan of yeah. being a dork. So. so, yeah, he says that people that aren't nerds don't apologize for being assholes. That's you don't right. have to apologize That's for right. being a nerd. Never apologize <laughs> or dickheads for what you or whatever you call yeah. them. So, but um, I. I, I think that um, Felicia Day did such a good job in writing this memoir, and I don't feel like that we're able to properly capture uh, the importance of it. Um, I think she also wrote some beautiful things on Gamergate. She was mm-hmm. um, completely attacked yeah. and absolutely completely wrong. Uh, you know, nobody should have attacked her this way. They What is it called? Doxing? Doxed. Yeah, she yeah. was doxed. And that's, if you don't know what it means... It's basically when somebody gets a hold of all of your personal information and then blasts it on the internet for everybody in the world. She had people coming to her house. She had death threats. She had all sorts of this crazy shit. And, you know, I I go through mixed emotions on this because we, the nerdy bitches, made a very conscious decision not to have an episode or really talk too much about this Gamergate stuff when it came out because we were very, very new at what we were doing. We were still building kind of an audience behind it. 
And we just didn't, we didn't want the trolls and the backlash because we were seeing what was happening to these women who were standing up. But now, you know, two years later, I kind of feel like an asshole that we didn't. I don't know. I'm still- I mean, I don't want to open myself up to that personally, but yeah. I also have to look at the other women who didn't want to open themselves up to that personally, but still took a stand I know. because it was the right thing to do. So yeah. Yeah. it's a tough call and it's, it's a really hard position to put yourself in. And I bet you there is not a man in the world who has had to think about, is my personal safety okay if I post this stu- exactly. this thing on Twitter? Or is my job okay mm-hmm. because uh, people will, you know, att- or attack my coworkers right. and things like that. It's, I'm very, it's, it's, it's of great concern. Yeah. And I know that, and they, and I think they've proven it, that most of the Gamergate thing is down to like, like less than 30 people just reusing uh, different. Yeah. It's uh, all Adam Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> we hate uh, you. Using, using, um, you know, similar things and, you know, the, and you can get, if you ha- are filled with hate, if you can, if somebody can convince you that there's a legitimate reason behind it and they make up these legitimate reasons and I can't even so, do so many air quotes on it. They make up stories to make it so you feel that your hatred is legitimate and right. it's not, you know, this ethics in gaming was a bullshit comment. It was a bullshit concept. They proved that it was not applicable. Mm-hmm. They just didn't like a girl playing in the sandbox. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. And I'm And s- these are all the same boys who for years were crying in their PJs about not being able to get a girl to come play with them in the sandbox. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. it's like be careful what you wish for, right? You wanted us to come play and now you're mad because we do it. Um there's a there's a video series out and it's, uh, it's, I think it's called Adam ruins everything. Have you seen any mm-hmm. of these? He does one on, um, the video gaming industry and how it has been marketed to boys for yeah. years, but the facts, and they always say, Oh, well, girls are not that into it or there are not that many girls or they only played because they want to get laid. But the truth is like, none of those facts are true. From the beginning, women bought just as many, if not more, games and consoles from men. But right around the time like Nintendo and things like that came out is when the toy stores started separating things into pink and blue. Yeah. And they just took a gamble and went with boys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it worked for it one. But to be marketed that way. Yeah. They say that to this day that, I mean, even if you look at things like Candy Crush and things that like a gamer isn't going to consider to be a game. They are games. Mm-hmm. They require some skill and people spend a lot of money to play these things yeah. from time to time. So, you know, the fact that people want to act like women have never been gamers or if they are, they're somehow posers. Fuck you. Yeah. Because I've been playing video games as long as there was one available to play. Yeah. It wasn't always my thing to do. And I'm not going to go stomp on your face if I'm better than you or not better than you. I mean, that's not how yeah. I roll, but... I can hold my own. I can kick your ass and Lego anything. Yeah, it's just, I mean, not that that's a competitive game, yeah. but it's, it's just stop. Like there's yeah. no reason behind it and there's no benefit from it. I mean, if you're mad because you're not getting laid, kicking people out is not going to get you laid. Exactly. And Sorry. acting, you know, acting like a douchebag certainly doesn't. And no. by the way, this friend zoned comment. So you're either a whore or you're fucking friend zoned. Like, how would you imagine if your entire gender is defined by that? Right. You know, so you are a worthless human being or you are a manipulative human being. You cannot be any of the others. Mm. You can't be anything in the middle. And that is the concept that these people that were 
outing people's ad- home addresses, giving them death threats. Work addresses. And that's, and that's what they everything. did to her. You yeah. know, I hope that she's laughing all the way to the bank because just so you know, her book on Amazon has um, 750 reviews. Mm-hmm. Only like two of them are one star. Yeah. She's at 4.85 or something like that. Yeah. If anybody got a 4.0 in the fucking internet, it's Felicia Day. Oh, yeah. So. Well, and she started that Geek and Sundry channel. Oh, yeah. Which has tabletop. I mean, it has all these amazing shows on it for other web series. Just amazing. And then she's, you know, again, legitimate actress in the world of TV and all these other things. It's like, that's amazing. Good. I mean. She, yeah, she's, that's why, you know, we can look up to this woman, right? Mm-hmm. She's overcome social anxiety. Yep. She's talked about it publicly mm-hmm. and, you know, in the form. She has stood up for things that she should have stood up for when she, and where we never had the balls. No. Or like specifically, yeah, I didn't. never had yeah. the balls. You know, I mean, I was just just trying to do research on it and I was seeing people get torn apart and I was so afraid that they Read, would destroy. Just reading the things people were writing was giving me, you know, yeah. serious anxiety. And it's it's tough. Yeah. I mean, people were threatening to they tell her that she should get raped. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, or threatening to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's just... That's not what this community is about. No. And she talks about that in here, too. Mm-hmm. That's not what this community is about. And I think that it's died down some. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I'm a woman. You're a woman. Mm-hmm. It's in the back of our head Always. all the time. And unfortunately, has been since we were old enough to even know what those things were. And that's not okay. There's a there's a portion in the book where after the this has happened, or at least after the, the first round of it has happened, because she got doxxed a couple of different times. Yeah. Um, by the second time, it's like, psh, everybody knows where I live anyways. Fuck yeah. you. Um, but the first time, it was terrifying, you yeah. know. But she said she was walking down the street. I guess she was in Vancouver because that's mm-hmm. where Eureka and Supernatural, all mm-hmm. these other shows uh, film in Vancouver. She's like walking down the street and there were two guys coming towards her, just just guys walking down the street. And they had like video game t-shirts. And it was a game she played. And she said... I had such mixed emotions because normally I would like high five or just give him that wink and Mm -hmm. nod that, Hey, I play it too. Like we're part of the same club. She's like, but because of this incident, I wanted to go and walk like cross the street to not be near them because I didn't want the risk that something could happen Mm -hmm. because now you don't know. So you've got this like gang of hoodlum, like 45 stupid men on the internet who think it's their job to put a woman in her place and make it into this terrible, horrible thing that have just made every other decent guy on the planet look like a total douchebag rapist that we all have to be afraid of. Exactly. And that is not okay. And guys should not be standing for that. That is the thing that irritates me. It's like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just words. Bullshit. It's not a big deal because now you look like an asshole too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you benefit from somebody else using scare tactics, it's not much like why, how is that a higher moral ground? Mm -hmm. So you let somebody else freaking scare a woman and you didn't stand up to them. That's right. You know, it's like, cause you're afraid of getting doxxed. You know, so yeah. am I. Yep. You know, but oh, anyway, I I feel that this issue has become lesser, and I'm hoping that I think so. I've I've seen much less of the hatred, so at least hopefully most of these people have either died away or have all been blocked and removed from 
Yeah. yeah. And, you know, on Twitter, you can actually block people now yeah. that are not, uh, you don't follow, and also can block people, um, you know, well, not that uh, you, you don't even need to see their notifications. Yeah. And, and so, therefore, this um, awful, awful things people say about you, you can Who just cares? ignore yeah. it. <laughs> and that's the thing. Maybe people are saying awful, awful things about us, but we blocked them. Meh. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. So, and I, but I feel, I feel like our podcast community, uh, oh, our, our, our people are amazing. Yeah. And I think we have been and, incredibly and the same fortunate. Thing, you know, we, uh, you know, if we stand up for each other, they'll stand mm-hmm. up for us. We understand how it works. Absolutely. And so, um, anyway, uh, I just, I'm glad we got to talk about Felicia Day's book and then we've Me got too. to talk about Felicia Day and that she's coming to Houston. Yay. I know. I'm so excited. I do hope that we get to see her and I'm really hoping she's part of the, the press day so that we can yeah try she to did get talk in there. about in her book though that she has consciously decided to stop being like a yes people pleaser so i'm like but that is why we did not contact her directly and ask her because yeah. that's weird we went through official channels to see what yeah. we could do <laughs> it and you know yeah. we got the one guy tweeting it so yeah so but uh we love you felicia if we you want to be on the show we would be happy to uh have Open you on the door. show yeah um, and, uh, thank you for being you. you yeah, know? <laughs> absolutely. And I know there's a ton more stuff in her book that we could have talked about, but we could have, we could read talked, it. We could have talked forever. Go read it. You yeah. will really enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. very funny. Oh, That's it the thing. Is. she is. We're not she getting is very, the humor across. Yeah. No, she's yeah. very witty and everything she says makes me just, just smile because it sounds like something I would say or do, or it just makes me laugh. And like you said, the picture in your head that you have of her is from Eureka. Mm-hmm. I I honestly don't know which picture pops into my head. It's just her big smiling face mm-hmm. because, and I was almost going to say she's just so cute, but that's not it. She just makes me happy. Yeah. Like she seems to have that light and love and personality thing that just, she's just one of those people who lifts up the people around her rather than dragging them down. Yeah. And I enjoy seeing that energy out in the world yeah and and she's a brand new mother she's like three months along if even yeah her baby's name is i think calliope yeah so i think is really pretty um uh i guess that the baby is gonna have to come to houston too she's probably gonna want her to be around yeah i'm not the babysitter but no no sorry felicia even if it's your baby no thank you but you can bring her by oh yeah bring her by see take some selfies and do some silly snapchat filters because i got a baby i'm i am totally practiced in baby snapchatting yeah she's uh internet royalty um this Mm. little baby (laughs) although i've only seen one picture of her yeah i mean too she's very protective which i think is wise yeah yeah honestly I didn't even know she was pregnant until like a week before she yeah, was about she, to have the she baby. She just so. announced it right before. Yeah. You know? And I think that's that's amazing that you can have that strong a president. A president. Yeah, pre- <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you can have that strong a presence on the internet mm-hmm. and nobody knows you're pregnant. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, yeah. good for you. So. Like reading those, uh, well, sometimes they're clickbaity, but those different articles are like, celebrities, you never knew how to baby. <laughs> you're <laughs> like... The fuck did they have a baby? Like <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden they're just, I just had a baby. We're like, I saw you yesterday. I know. I had this girl that worked in my office a couple of years ago. She was a temp and uh, she didn't work with me. Like she worked in the recruiting department and I worked in training, but I see her every mm-hmm. day or every couple of days and she always looked like she did. And then, um, one day she wasn't at work and somebody was talking about it in the, the ladies room or something and just said, Oh yeah. Um, so-and-so, something-something pregnancy. I was like, oh, my gosh, is she pregnant? They're like, 
she just had her baby yesterday. <laughs> and I'm like, where did she keep it in her butt? Because she never looked pregnant ever. And she wasn't like she was a bigger girl. Uh-huh. She never looked pregnant ever. I saw her up like the day before. She, she never, never looked pregnant. I'm like, oh, oh. Well, alrighty. And apparently the only people who knew were the people who she directly worked with, like uh-huh. in the recruiting department, because we didn't even like throw, we were always throwing baby showers for people. We didn't but, even like, throw her one because yeah. nobody knew until after the fact. And then it's she so was funny. a temp. So it's like, you don't really get maternity leave when you're a temp. So, yeah. oh, so that she, was the I end think of she that. did come back after that though. So yeah, I don't know. So anyway, all right. I don't know what that had to do with anything, but she never looked fucking pregnant ever. So <laughs> she probably, I, she would have been one of those. I didn't know I was pregnant girls though. Yeah. Clearly she did. She, she knew she just didn't she knew look she it. Just it was didn't everybody else didn't know she was pregnant. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, read the book. It's really good. It's a lot funnier than we can possibly portray. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and if you're going to do the audio book, make sure you get the PDF to go with yeah, it. So you it's can right see all the pictures next to it in your library off the website. It's not on the app. That's why I couldn't find it. Yeah, it's a it's got all these pictures from childhood and just growing up. And Has the laptop we're referring to? Yeah, everything in the world. So just take a look; it's really good. And hopefully, we will at least get a glimpse. Oh, we'll get a glimpse. We'll at least get a get a glimpse of Felicia at. Uh, we should Comic see how Palooza. much her photo ops are going for. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I don't know if it's up yet. So okay. All right, all right. Well, we will. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. All right, and see you, at Comic Palooza. Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. No, that's creepy, dude.